So we're still here continuing on the tangent about the cross in the Yardin. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara is going through the details of how the splitting of the Yardin, actually splitting, stopping of the water of the Yardin, so once the Kahanim just dipped their feet on the eastern sides, remember they're on the eastern side of the Yardin River, as soon as the Kayanim with the Aran Abris stepped into the Yardin, so all the water stopped flowing. So the water just stopped where it was, and either backed up, or we'll see, and uh, according to Argomar, it actually stood up in the air. Shanema, the Pasuk says, and Yeshua, so they touched the edge of the water. I'm going to read the whole Pasuk here. It stood up in one, one pile. So it's all the water stood up. So So how tall did it stare up? Our gear says tall. There's other gears which say backed up wide. Like how far did it back up? But our gear say is how tall was it? Shneim Usr Meal or Shneim Usr Meal. It was actually twelve meal by twelve meal. Why? Keneged Machani Yisrael. This is a Yehuda Shita. The Machani Yisrael, all the Shvatim, when they were lined up in, a, in the in the, the Golem, in the Midbar, were twelve meal by twelve meal square. Now, the, as Taisa says in Amud Beis, we mentioned the many. The Arden itself was not that wide. It was only 50 amas wide at this point where they're crossing over. So it didn't take up that much space itself. So the time it took for all of Klyosol to pass over the entire Yardin, that's how much water backed up. That's what Yudah says. So it was, it was 12 mil across it took them to cross, basically, because the, the width of the Yardin itself was relatively small in this whole Cheshman. And therefore, it was 12 mil of water that backed up and stood up. Says, I don't stand. The math doesn't make sense. The physics doesn't make sense. Who runs faster? Water runs faster or people run faster? So water flows downhill much faster than a people walk or run, especially 600,000 people, a few million people with babies and women and children, etc. Right? If that's your cheshman, that was only 12 mil high. By the time Klaiso crosses over the Arden, then that 12 mil is going to spill over on top of them, if that's how tall the wall was. Ella says, The war wasn't 12 mil high. It was piled up. Piles on top of piles. 300 mil. An expression, an exaggeration, but that's a number. 300 mil. And it was so tall. That everybody saw it. I, I don't know. I would think 12 mil they would probably see as well. But 300 mil for sure <laughs> they would see. Shanemar, the Pasik says, So they heard about it. How did they hear about it? How did all the nations of the, of the area of the Middle East hear about this? Besides the fact that people maybe saw it, but yeah, it was 300, 300 mil tall, even 12 mil tall. That spread the rumors. Everybody was aware of what happened here. And the Pasuk says, they, they, got, uh, they got depressed. They got uh, you know, afraid of Klayusel. They realized that they were in big trouble over here. So this was, we have here a machlekes of how they crossed the, when they crossed the Arden, how tall was the water. We'll see another shot in this machlekes in a few minutes. 
says the Gemara, When the Shluchim of Yeshua came to Rachav, and they talked to her, and she said to them, Yeah, we heard all about you guys, Now, here, this was before, this is in Perak Beis in Yeshua by Rachav, this is before they actually crossed the Yardens, when they were sending spies in in the first place. And therefore, at this point, she's not referring to the crossing of the Yardin that hadn't happened yet. She just, exp- the Gemara is expressing that this was impressive to the Goyim that Akash Baruch Hu did this type of Nisim to dry up the Yamsuf, and therefore when they did it here by the Yardin, it was the same idea. So this, this really uh, was a psychological war- warfare against the Goyim of, the, of, the, of, the, of Eretz Canaan to, to get out of Klai Yisrael's way. Okay, so the... Kohanim step into the edge of the water, the water stops flowing. Whether it stands up 12, 12 mil high or 300 mil high, whatever it is, the water stops and Klyosol starts going across the Yardim. However, there are a number of different psukim, and this is actually a combination of drushes from the psukim that Moshe Rabbeinu talks about and the in, in, in Sefer Dvarim and the psukim from Sefer Yeshua, that a lot of different things seem to be going on in this short amount of time when they were actually crossing the Yardim. So the more list them here. They were still crossing the Yardin. Again, according to Ray Rashi explains it, all of Christ was not in the Yardin at any one point in time. Because they were 12 mil wide, and the Yardin is only 15 amas wide. So while they were crossing at some point, if you look at Taisus and Rebbe, he has a slightly different shot in how it all laid out. But that's the way Rashi says it. So while they were crossing the Yardin, Amalem Yeshua, Yeshua said to them, He made like a bris with them. Be aware of why you're crossing the Yardin. The idea is that you're going to go in, fight the Goyim, kick them all out, kill the men, women, and children, and get everybody out of Tzkenam. Shenemar, as the Pasik says, and this is a Pasik by Moshe Benim, by Midbar Lamed Gimel, You have to destroy all the Aved Zorah that you're going to come in contact with when you come in. And this was a Tanai, he said to them. If you agree that it's going to be a little violent and it's going to be a little uh, difficult, we'll do it, fine. There's a Lashon of the Brisa. If you don't agree, then the water is just going to overflow us and we'll just end this now because there's no purpose in going into Eretz Canaan if this is not what you're going to agree to do. Me and you, meaning Yeshua is referring to himself and Klaiso. So that's the first thing he said while they were crossing the Arden was he gave them a tnai that this is on the condition that they go in and destroy everything that they have to destroy. Next point that happened in the Yardin. Oydem be Yardin. Amalam Yeshua. Harim alochem ish evan achas al shichmai v'lemispar shifte Yisrael. There's going to be a little bit, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, there's a whole bunch of cryptic statements that seem to go on here. We know that Moshe Menu told them when they cross over the Yardin, they're going to have to build a Mizbech, and they're going to have to write over the entire entire Be'er Hetiv. So when Yeshua crosses over with them, the Pasuk says, a number of different comments the Pasuk says about stones. Okay, so the... the Kahanim are standing at the edge in the water. At some point, Yeshua seems to be, Rashi learns it, Yeshua seems to tell the Klai Yisrael, when you're finished crossing, and as we'll see, in a, as we'll see tomorrow actually, the Kahanim then actually go backwards, back to the east side of the Arden, and they're going to end up flying over the river. We'll get to that tomorrow. But the rocks that they stood on, 
Klaiso took those rocks out of the Yardin. Those 12 rocks that they stood on, those rocks are going to be the ones that we're going to take later to Gilgal and build the Mizbech and write the, write the Torah on. Then Yeshua seems to also tell them, at the same time as you're taking these big heavy stones, replace them with other stones, and those will also be a matzeva as, as a monument for people to remember that this is where we crossed the island in the Nisan that happened. Seems to be two sets of stones going on here. So first two of all... Twelve or two times six? Twelve. So it says, So please say he picked one representative from each Shevet. And each one of these representatives should pick up one of these stones. The Mispar Shifte Yisrael. Uksiv, Lamantia Zois Ois Pekirbechen. This will be for you like a, a remembrance, a monument. Kishol Menechem Mechor Lemer Mar Evan Azois Lechem. What is this, Evan? Simon Lebonim Shavru Aves Esayardin. So that was the second thing he did there was take the stones that were there, but replace them with other large stones that will be a monument in the Yardin. And then. A third thing that happened while they were in the Yardin. So this is the uh, second, the first, depending on how you want to look at it. It's actually the first set of stones. He said, take the ones from underneath the feet that the Karnam was standing on. Take them with us. You should put them at the resting, at the encampment that we're going to have tonight. This is something they, they traveled with them or something. It's going to be where they stay tonight. So therefore, there's actually, as we said, according to Rashi, two sets of stones. There's the ones they took out of the yard, and that's they're going to bring with them later to Gilgal, to Agrizim and Arevan, later to Gilgal. And then there are these other stones that they replaced with those stones, it sounds like, that were also the, seemingly the same size, but also to create a monument. Amr Abihuda. Yudah says, and this is already still Bazman Atanoim, Abachalafta, Rebelezim and Messiah, Vachananya ben Chanichoi, Amdwala Yisavadim. At that point in history, still Bazman Atanoim, we knew where these stones were. Now, again, it's not clear which t- stones they're talking about here. If they're talking about the stones by Gilgal, or if they're talking about the stones that they were placed in the Yardin. They seem to be the same size, and we're going to focus here on the size of them, but they seem to see them. It seems to be from the other Gemaras, we'll see later on, that we're talking about the Mizbech stones that they had, that the ones that they wrote to Sefer Torah on. Vishurim, and they evaluated the size, the weight of them. Each stone weighed 40 sa. Now, that's like the minimum share of a mikvah. That's a huge huge, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tremendous weight. A normal human being nowadays can carry a few saw, right? Well, again, this is stone. The stone is heavy. So a normal human being can carry a few saw, you know, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever. If you're really a bodybuilder, maybe a little bit more. Okay, but 40 saw is, 40 saw is insane. You have to remember, 40 saw is the shear that we say that if you have a kli that holds 40 saw, it's not considered a kli anymore. Because it's not a kli that's metalto mole verekot. Because it's too heavy. So therefore, this is a really bizarre halacha over here that we're saying, Medrash, that they carried these stones, even though in halacha we say you cannot carry such a thing, it's just impossible. So it seems to be, the Mepharshim say, that this was extraordinary strength of the Kayanim or of the, of the Nusim over here that we're talking about, that were carrying these stones, but this is not what the normal average human being can carry. However... Rashi even says they folded it under their arms afterwards. Yeah, they, they just carried on. That's what Gemara is about to say. It says the Gemara of the Gemiri, and we have a Kabbalah, uh, a... a uh, 
biological uh, physical Kabbalah, the Tuuna, the Madli Inisha Ketefe, Tilsu the Tuuna Have. There are two types of weightlifting, if you ever watched weightlifting, right? There's, there's the jerk where you have to like pick it off the ground, and then there's just how much can you hold if someone gives it to you. So Gemara says that these stones, they actually lift it off the ground. This is why you saw them, they have to lift them up. Whereas we have a Kabbalah that whatever you can lift up, off the ground, you can actually carry three times more than that if someone gives it to you. Which means that if these people could carry 40 saw, if they can lift 40 saw, they can actually carry 120 saw each. Why is that significant to me? This is not the Olympics. Why do I care? The more explains. Because this helps us understand how giant the grapes that they brought back the Miraglim were. Why? Shenemar, the Pasik says by the Miraglam, says, Vayisu, let's read the full Pasik. They took down a branch. One cluster of grapes. And they carried them with a stick with two people. And then it says, Also, they brought a Rimon and they brought a Teina. So, how heavy and how large was this eshkol, this cluster of grapes that they brought? So, Moses says, let's, let's do the math as follows. It says, Now, why does it have to say, You have a stick, and you have obviously a stick, if you hold it, if you're being, if you're suspending the grapes, the cluster on the stick, you need two people to hold it. That's Pashat. So, why does it have to say you need two people? There was actually two sticks that they needed, each with two people. So at this stage, at this, where we have four people carrying these cluster of grapes. Now, we just said each person can carry 120. So if you have four, we're talking about 480 saw, one cluster of grapes. But wait, it gets worse. Amar Yitzhak, Tertuni, Vitertuni, Dirtertuni. Yitzhak says, if you do the math, there was 12 Miraglim. Yeshua and Kalev in a second, we'll see, were not part of the Hever that was bringing back the the grapes and the fruits. It was only the other ten. One of them was carrying the Rimon. One of them was carrying the Te'ina. So you're left with eight people that were carrying the Eshkel. Oh, we just said it was two sticks. So this is where the Yitzhak says it was Tertuni with Tertuni and Tertuni. It was two sets of two sticks. So we can figure out different ways that these, these four sticks were set up. Rashi says that it was two, and then the other two are at, an, at an angle of some sort. If you have the various pictures that you have in front of you, on the side of the mother, Taisus says a different shot that it was crisscrossed. Whichever, whichever shot it was, they definitely needed eight people now to carry this. So eight times 120 is 960 saw, right? So that's an insane amount of size of the Eshkol. And that's all the Gemara is doing over here is to explain to you how big it is. So, okay, it says, Shmoina Nasu Eshkol Echol. So, Nasu Eshkol, comma, Echol Nasu Rimoin, Vechol Nasu Teina. So, therefore, that's how big each thing was. Yeshua Vakalev, Loi Nasu Klum. They did not carry anything. Why? Ibai Seme Shemdi Chashivi. As we see on the base, they were Chashiv people already. Obviously, Yeshua was close to Moshe, etc. And therefore, they were not involved already at this stage. It sounds to be, the Territ of Chashivi, it sounds like the Miracle themselves, the other ten, knew already not to involve Yeshua and Kalev what's going on here. The truth is, if you look in the Pesukim, Moshe tells them to bring back from the fruits of the land. So it could be Moshe already had told Yeshua and Kalev, you're not involved with that, let's let the other ones do it. No, at this point already it was a negative. They Dafka picked out these abnormally sized ones, as we'll see as part of their plan, we'll see them tomorrow, tomorrow, and therefore Yeshua and Kalev avoided this, this, this part. So therefore we have eight people carrying it, each one, each one of the eight people can carry 120 saw, so this was a massive 
cluster of grapes. Getting back to our sugyot, Pliti bought Rav Ami Rav Yitzchak Nafki. They had two pshatim over here in the water that we discussed that was stopping in the Yardin. Chadim, or one of them says, Ladiv Rav Yehuda, according to Rav Yehuda, who said it was 12 mil high, so Kachani Yasan Avru. So therefore the pshat would be that Kachani Yasan Avru, that they were the, 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 the Golim, the encampment of Klaiso was 12 mil, and therefore <coughs> uh, when they crossed the Yardin and stopped the water, they stopped it for the amount of time that it takes to pile up 12 mil of water. And therefore, what does Rebbe Lezeb Shimon say? Rebbe Lezeb Shimon, He's going to say, not like what we discussed, Abdel if we said Rebbe Lezeb Shimon's issue was the speed of the water. According to this chat, it wasn't the speed of the water was the issue, it was that they didn't travel and cross the Yardin in a 12 mil wide or depth type of encampment. They actually lined up. Maybe they went shavit by shavit or some smaller uh, configuration and therefore it just took much, 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 much longer to cross and that's why Belezeb Shimon said it had to be the water was piled up much higher than 12 mil. That's one shot. The Chadam, like we said, Bein Mar, Bein Mar, Both Rilazim Shimon and Yudah held they, they traveled in the encampment style, 12 mil wide, but Mar Adam Kal, Mar Bayim Kal. The question is, how long did the water back up for? Uh, did it back up only the 12 mil, like Yudah said? And therefore, they, they actually, they, they ran fast or something? Or, like Elizabeth Shimon said, that the water was going to be much faster and therefore it piled up the 300. Taisa says, either way, you have to add a little bit onto it because the width of the yard, even if it's 50 amas, does add some amount of water onto it, but it's insignificant in terms of all this other water, so it wasn't counted over here. As we're discussing over here, the crossing over the Ardain, and we talked about the Meraglim, so we go on a tangent from a tangent from a tangent, as we've been doing here throughout the Masechta, and we talk a little bit about the Meraglim, before we get back to our discussion of the Ardain. It says by Meraglim, Shlach Lecho Anashim. What is Shlach Lecho Anashim? This is a strange pausing. Shlach Anashim. What's Shlach Lecho? Amr Shlach Shalach Lecho Midaitcho. But Hashem said, this is not my idea. Arashi says, Ani eni mitzav ha'ischa. Of the Yisrael, hey, my room l'cha. Because they say, but trick him like kulcham, Ani eni ma'akev al yotcha. It's an interesting tzivoy from HaKash Pochu. A tzivoy, that's not a tzivoy. But Hashem said, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. It's not my idea. I don't think you need it. But if you think you do, I'll let you do it. Says is going to set them up and have them fail and, and have this whole situation. Obviously not, and therefore this was not their Hashem's plan at all to have this happen. said it was looked good in my eyes, meaning He understood that this was not their Hashem's plan. But if Klaiso was pushing it, they had uh, maybe maybe they had good altruistic motives. We'll allow them to do it and see how it turns out. Obviously, it didn't. Says and the pasuk says, "Vayachperu lano sarets." What is "vayachperu"? That's a strange type of word. So, Amar Mechia Baraba Meragulin is Chavnu Ela Leboishtel Shalayt Yisrael. The lashon of Cherpa, right? Play on the words of Cherpa that they were coming over here to embarrass Eretz Yisrael to show how it's not good. Ksevach vayachperu lano sarets. Ksevasam vechepra halavana boisha chamba. Like the word Cherpa, but here it's Chepra with the peresh. But the idea is the embarrassment over there. We're talking about Kadosh Baruch who is going to get rid of all the Avodizara. So the moon and the Son, which had been a source of Avedizar for many years, will be embarrassed. And therefore, here also, Vachbru is a lotion of the Boishta of Eretz Yisrael. So, who are the Meraglim? Ve'elu Shmoisam, Lamati Ruven, Shemuel Ben Zakur, etc., etc., etc. Amar Yitzhak, Dovazim, Asaris, Biyadin, Rabbosani. We have a Kabbalah. The Meraglim, Alshem, Maseheim, Nikru. The Meraglim, these names actually gave them some sort of predisposition 
to to fall trap into this trap of the Yitzhah. Of course, they could have been misgaber on it. Everybody has a bechira to be able to to be misgaber on what you have. We always say David Amelach had a predisposition to, to murder and different things like that. Everybody can be misgaber on their Yitzhah. But these 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 uh, these people that were chosen to be the Raglan had this type of disposition. But also But when we tried to darshan it. We couldn't really figure out what, what the what the medrash is talking about, except one. It says by Shevet Asher, the Mati Asher, Sasur ben Michael. And we doubt and Sasur means Shasasar, and our gift says, of Shalkarish He tried to weaken Rashi, says, He tried to make a Kashbokhu a liar. Kashbokhu said, Eretz Kanan is so wonderful and so beautiful, and he's going to cover that up. That's Sasur. And Michael, the name of his father, Michael, Shasa or Atzmoyosha, Kashbokhu, Mach, the lesson of weak. That he was trying to say, Kashbokhu is too weak to help us defeat the Kananim. That was the only one that he figured out. I dashed another one that we have a different one that says the Naftali Nachbi Ben Vovsi Nachbi Shehichbi Dvar Shalakoshpochu. He like covered them up and he said that, that what Akoshpochu said is not true. Vovsi is a piece of Amidosiv Shalakoshpochu. That again, that he skipped over Akoshpochu lied and told us untruths. So it says about the Miraglim. Vayalu Benegev. They went up from the south. They came up from the south part. Vayavo Ad Chevron. They came to Hebron. Now, Vayavo is not Lashen Rabbim, it's Lashen Yochid. So he came to Hebron. Should have said they came to Hebron. Vayavo, mi they came. Amarava, Malamit, Shapirish, Kolev, Ratzis, Braglam. At that point, already, Kolev realized what's going on. And Kolev says, I need to get out of here. And Vahalach, Venishtatak, Al Kivri, Alves. Right? He did the first Tiyul to Hebron over here. Was Kolev, they went to visit the Ovis. Amalahan, Avaisai, Bikshul, Irachim. He went to Davin, that the Koshpochu, Shemirachim on him, that the Ovis should help him, that Shenatzel, Miatzis, Braglam. Where was Yeshua? Why was Yeshua not with him? Why did Oleno tell you story? Why did he only, only, only double from himself? I don't know. Don't know. Yeshua Kvarbi He said Yeshua apparently understood that this is trouble to begin with. Maybe it sounds like Kalev didn't understand necessarily that this was trouble. Yeshua already did, and Yeshua already gone to Moshe to Davin. Yeshua and Yeshua's Nutrikin is an abbreviation for. That's part of the the tefillah Moshe when he changed Yeshua's name. That he already davened that he should be Neitzel from this from this uh, nisoyim. And that's why when we see that Kaliv only Kaliv went to Hebron, and we say that when they split up the Nachla, Kaliv got the part that he visited, and we see later in Yeshua that Kaliv got Hebron because Kaliv is the one who went to visit Hebron, and therefore that was the chelik that he got. Continuing by the Meraglim, it says bizarrely by the Meraglim, it says in the Pasik, It's just like a, a, a few words stuck here in the middle of the Pasik that seem to have like nothing to do with anything. And it does it seems to assume the Pasik that we know who these people are. These are Achimai Anak, and this is supposed to tell us something. But what doesn't say in the Pasik who they are, what they are, why I'm supposed to know who they are. So it says the Gemara, Achiman, the name means Miyuman Shibachiv. He was the strongest of these giants. Shay Shay Shemesim is Aritz Kishas Chutois. That when he walked, 
he would make indentations in the ground, like big pillars of, of shayish. When you put them in the ground and then you take them out, there's a hole there because it imp- made an impression in the ground. So when he walked, he made like steps, footprints. Talmai is shemesimot tlamim tlamim. When he walked, the ground shook and it seemed to make like furrows in the ground just from his walking. So they were giant. Argues here is Davarachir, but Rashi seems, Yumat seems to take out the word Davarachir. This is just a continuation of the description of these people, these giants. Achiman is Bana Anat. He built a city called Anat. Sheshe Bana Alash, Tamay Bana Talbush. They were the ones who built these cities. That's why the, the Pusik seems to assume we know who they are. Apparently, they were famous in those days for these cities that they built. What does it mean, Yilideho Anak? Shabahanikin Chama Bekoimosan. That they were so tall, plus from shot, it sounds like the sun encircled them. Rashi says a slightly different shot. Rashi says it looks like their head got to where the sun comes out of the sky, whatever that means, the hole in the sky. So that's where their head got to. Okay. Then the Pasik says, the Chevroin, Sheva Shanam Nivnisa, read the full Pasik, then this, Nivnisa, Lifnate, so on Sounds like the Pasik saying, Chevron, where the Kalev had visited, was built seven years before Tzoyan Mitzrayim. So what is Tzoyan Mitzrayim? And what does it mean heaven was built before then? And who cares when it was built? Well, why is that significant to us? It says, well, what does it mean? My Nivnesa. You know, Nivnesa Mamish, that means it was Mamish built seven years before. It's a time issue. So if we look at the at the history of the world, and then Canaan came later. So the Chayr of Cham is building cities for, even in those days, they were buying, you know, dearest for their children. They were just building whole cities. Okay, so he said, Cham is building a city for his children. He's going to build Mitzrayim before he builds Eretz Kanana. So what does it mean that Chevron was built before, chronologically before Mitzrayim? It doesn't make any sense. Muvne doesn't mean built like in terms of building time chronologically. It means built, Rashi says, in terms of its pruvu, meaning in terms of its its ability to reproduce and give off good crops. So it wasn't saying that Hebron was built chronologically before. It was saying Hebron was a higher quality area and gave better crops than Mitzrayim did. Seven times better than Tzoyim. Why is that significant? The worst part of Eretz Yisrael to plant stuff in is Hebron. Why? The cover that's why they made it into a giant graveyard, because you can't grow anything there. That's a good place to make a graveyard. Then the best of everything in Chutzar is Eretz Mitzrayim. Shenemar Kegan Hashem Keretz Mitzrayim. So Mitzrayim is the highest highest quality land outside of Eretz Mitzrayim. Then was the best part of Mitzrayim, the Siv Kihayu Mitzrayim Sarov, when they came to when they came to the Paro to negotiate, Paro's palace was in Tzoyim. So clearly, that was the highest quality land of Mitzrayim was Tzoyim. Vafilu Achi Chevron moved them Yechem Yishiv Mitzrayim, and the worst part of Eretz Kanan was seven times greater than the best part of anything you have in Chutzlars. And that's the context of the pasuk to tell you the quality of the crops and the fruit and the and the growing capabilities of Eretz Kanan. Says my really, the Chevron Trashim You tell me Chevron was like garbage dump. And therefore, they weren't able to grow anything there, and therefore, they buried people there. At the end of 40 years, we discussed this in Nazi, this is 40 years from David Amelech, we're way before then. Avshalom said, I want to go be Mark of Karbanis. We talked about Avshalom was a Nazir Oilam, and he had to be Mark of Karbanis every year, or different Adarm that he made. And he said he wanted to be Mark of them in Hebron, the Pasuk says, which is strange, because in Hebron there was just a bummer. That's not where the Mishkan was there. So what is he going to, but that's not where he made Mark of Karbanis in those days. So why is he going to Hebron? 
Bar Barchanan, Shalach Lavi Kvasimechevran. It wasn't that he wanted to be Makav the Mechevran, because that's where the highest quality sheep were, because that's where they would get nice and fat, because it was great, very good grazing land. Vitania, we learned in Abraisa, Elim, if you want to get Elim, you go to Moyav. Kvasim, you go to Chevron. So you see, it is high quality land. So why are you telling me it's Shroshim? Mina. That Brisa and that Halach itself is what teaches you exactly what our point was. I did the Klishar because the land is relatively weak in terms of its ability to give off good edible human crops in reference to the rest of Eretz Canaan. So of the riot, that's where they made it to grow uh, the weeds and stuff like that and the hay that the that the grazing lands for the sheep. The Shman Kanyana, and that's where the sheep go to fatten up. But it's not a place where you actually grow human food. And therefore, the worst part of Eretz Canaan where you don't even grow human food, you only grow animal food, is seven times better than Sion. And that was the context why the Miraglam, why at least Kalev went there, maybe the Miraglam came by, but the Pasuk is trying to impress on you the quality of Eretz Canaan. We'll talk more tomorrow about the Miraglam.